Welcome to The Host, your show here on KRDO News Radio that connects you to the community which surrounds us, to the people, issues, and topics that are important to you. And certainly one very important part of maintaining our transportation grid across the nation and here in the Pikes Peak region is the Colorado Springs Airport also known as Colorado's Small Airport. That's their billing. They like it. They like the connotation that being small also brings with it convenience, ease of access, and many other advantages. Being small also means that COS is big on friendliness, safety, and convenience. COS is also developing, and we'll want to hear all about that with our guest today, Dana Shield, who's public communication specialist at the Colorado Springs Airport. And Dana, when we talk about growth and development, uh, we're talking about the Peak Innovation Park, but it's not just that. Air service also seems to be growing to expand as well. So, uh, Dana, first of all, welcome to the Extra. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Let's start, Dana, with the air service component of the Colorado Springs Airport. Uh, certainly, we've seen changes ever since uh, the Southwest Airlines expanded into the market. That's been a big uh, change uh, that came, and it's really continued to make the market different. Absolutely. Southwest began service in March of last year and essentially doubled our air service overnight. They make up roughly 50% of our service out of COS, so they did make a very large impact on the traffic we saw starting in 21, and we've really continued to see strong traffic since then. And one thing that is contingent to that is that flights are filled so that they continue to offer them. What sort of destinations are offered? What numbers of flights are being offered? Sure, so we have... um, four major carriers, American Delta, Southwest, and United, and they fly to some of the major hubs here in in the U.S. So we fly to Denver, Dallas, Chicago, Houston, Vegas, L.A., um, Phoenix, and Salt Lake. So quite a bit of service to those larger hubs. And actually, this holiday season, beginning um, in a few days, Southwest will fly nonstop to San Antonio, Houston Hobby, and to San Diego for a seasonal uh, flight option for select peak days in November, December, and January. So travelers have quite a bit of options this holiday season with our air service. Yeah, that helps uh, with being able to get there directly. But of course, with uh, transfers and uh, with multi-leg journeys, you can get to virtually anywhere uh, from Colorado Springs now, which is great. Uh, one wrinkle in that uh, frontier pulled out of the market. Was that anticipated? Um, You know, I, I don't want to say it wasn't anticipated. We definitely were surprised and disappointed to hear that they were stopping service at COS. However, those destinations that they flew nonstop to Vegas and Phoenix are both still served by Southwest Airlines. So while we were sad to see them go, we are happy to still be able to offer the same destination through another carrier. Yeah. And you mentioned the seasonal uh, destinations that are being offered direct from COS, uh, those being uh, the destinations you mentioned in Texas as well as San Diego. 
how can travelers help to see more destinations added uh, out of direct flights from Colorado Springs and even just more service being added? How can travelers in the Colorado Springs and Pikes Peak area, Southern Colorado, how can we help to see that happen? In general, you know, the airport is really an economic engine for the community. We don't have support by taxpayer dollars. So we're really relying on the community to fly COS and to contribute to the air service at COS. Airlines are the ones who ultimately make that decision if they do want to provide service out of Colorado Springs. And what they're looking at is the service that's being offered now and how that's performing. And so if we don't have as many people flying COS, we're not as attractive to the airlines as another airport that might be performing better. So ultimately, just supporting COS as much as you can will really make our case easier to the airlines that whatever service is brought here, the community will support. Yeah, well, I I have certainly seen uh, my share of full flights. So uh, at least the flights that I've been going on out of COS uh, or into COS have been ones that would uh, bear that out and hopefully keep that growth pattern continuing. Uh, Why is it that uh, here in the Pikes Peak region, we do benefit from having a lot of gorgeous attractions, very vibrant tourism industry, but having air travel to support that, that's a big component of the overall tourism picture isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the tourism industry was obviously really impacted by COVID, as was the aviation industry. And to see it bounce back and come back just as much as any other industry in Colorado Springs has been really exciting to watch. And like you said, our airport contributes to that tourism industry within Colorado Springs, but also, of course, to other industries as folks from COS are traveling to the other destinations that we serve. So, Again, supporting COS really supports not just the aviation industry, but your community, the tourism community, and so much more. Mm. And there's that slogan that you've uh, employed, look before you book, see if the flights in or out of Colorado (laughs) Springs Airport uh, will be better for you, Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, a a money-even sort of situation, uh, or whether you're just looking a lot less inconvenience uh, in going to that other uh, as yet unnamed in this broadcast <laughs> de- airport to the north of us. How does flying COS support the Colorado Springs community as a whole, not just the tourism industry? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we don't support, we're not supported by taxpayer dollars. And so our economic engine piece of the airport really relies on the community supporting us. And like I said, as we continue to grow, as our air service continues to grow and more folks in the community utilize COS, that creates obviously more air service, more income for the airport, and more jobs at the airport as well. And I think the domino effect to that as well is the impact it has on the tourism industry. The tourism industry is huge in COS and has so many jobs that the community benefits from. And I feel like the airport contributes to that as well. So overall, I think as the airport grows, the city grows as well and vice versa. Yeah, well, and we we know growth is a good thing, except sometimes I think there are people who are a little bit wary of high numbers over the holidays. So when we come back with Dana Shield with the Colorado Springs Airport, we're going to ask her about holiday travel, what they anticipate, and uh, what might be uh, some uh, great winning uh, strategies to help you get through the holidays. That and more when the extra continues here on KRDO News Radio.
We're back with our guest today, Dana Shield, who's the Senior Public Communications Specialist for the Colorado Springs Airport. We're talking about all the news, especially as we head into the holidays with the airport. Now, Dana, uh, before we get to a holiday travel info that uh, travelers really need to know and put in top of mind, uh, let's talk a little bit about numbers because uh, relatively recently you came out with the uh, totals on the September numbers. I'm pretty sure we're too early to get the November or the the October numbers yet, but the September month numbers were showing a 10% year-over-year increase uh, in traveler numbers, very strong. And then this morning, I know you made the announcement that uh, an airline that is unfamiliar to us, uh, Sun Country Airlines, is going to start up service uh, sometime this spring, in early spring-summer time, right? Absolutely, and this is a perfect example of how air service is ever-changing. <laughs> that announcement just came out a few moments ago. So, yes, Sun Country Airlines will begin service in June of 23, specifically June 8th, through Labor Day. So, it's a seasonal service, and that will be to Minneapolis-St. Paul, so MSP Airport. So, we're excited about the new service and the new carrier at COS. Even if it's seasonal, I think it's a great option for travelers this summer. Um, and we're looking at where things are booking at now, and it looks like tickets are as low as $59 one way from COS to MSP right now. So oh. that's really exciting to see. Yeah, and Min- Minneapolis or Minnesota is just a wonderful state to visit during the summer, at least, because I've been there for a couple of weddings during the summertime. And, you know, you have fishing on the lakes and, you know, outdoor activities. It's really a fun place. So hopefully travels will, travelers will take advantage of that. Of course, that doesn't come in time for the holiday season. So let's talk about holiday travel. What should people who are going to be utilizing Colorado Springs Airport, what should they know about holiday travel? So like you mentioned earlier for our September numbers, we have seen some strong traffic in the fall. Our October numbers will actually be released tomorrow, but preliminary numbers are really showing that Again, another strong month of travel during the fall, and we expect those load factors for October to report back in around the mid-80s. And for those that don't know, load factor is a percentage of the plane that's full, and that's a really good benchmark for a plane um, fullness is 80 to 85. So having that load factor expectation for October shows a really strong traffic month. And honestly, we're expecting those traffic levels to continue throughout the Thanksgiving holiday. Obviously, that's just around the corner, and that's a really high travel time. So we do expect some really peak days of travel and high traffic. Obviously, again, during the December month through the beginning of the year, more peak travel, more travelers. And really what that means is travelers just need to be prepared, knowing that there will be some more traffic in the airport. Lines may be slightly longer. You may take a little while longer to get parking. Even though we are Colorado's small airport, obviously with an increase in traffic, you're going to see an impact in your travel. That being said, I think just making sure you arrive early. We say half, uh, 90 minutes to two hours before your flight is scheduled to leave. Um, arrive to the airport, make sure you have time to park and check your bags, go through security, and get to your gate. So really arriving early is the biggest holiday travel tip I can give. Outside of that, I think just being aware of what to expect throughout your travel journey, making sure you are aware of what to expect at your destination in case there are any regulations or, you know, COVID has really been not as prevalent, but just being aware if there's any restrictions to where you're traveling. 
And also beginning your travel journey, understanding what you can and cannot bring through the TSA checkpoint. We get a lot of questions about that, and TSA has a really great website that they have a list called what, what, can, what can I bring? And you just type in what you're thinking, what you don't know if you can bring or not, and they're very clear on what you can bring on your carry-on, what you can bring in your checked bag, and what the limita limitations are for both. So TSA offers really great resources for that. And just making sure that you're aware of that, that eases the process through the security line, not only for you, but other travelers as well. Right, right. And check that. It's it's a very good handy guide. Uh, and sometimes there are deviations from it. I, I don't know that I ever checked, but I used to get from these relatives in Arizona on every visit to see them. And I would forget from visit to visit, I would forget, oh yeah, you can't bring that on board. Jam. I kept bringing back homemade jam or trying to bring it on my care. <laughs> on and it would get confiscated by the TSA yeah. agents. Of course, they may have just recognized some very tasty looking jam and may have decided to keep it for themselves. Nah, nah, they wouldn't do that. Right. Uh, right. Good point for Thanksgiving. Um, you can take a turkey with you, but leave the gravy at ah. home. <laughs> you can't take very much liquid with you. <laughs> so frozen turkey's okay, but not the gravy. I love it. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Let's talk about parking because that's one area where I, I think everyone can agree uh, your advantages in uh, booking through through Colorado Springs Airport are are numerous when it comes to parking. Absolutely. Our parking, I think, throughout the year is already really affordable and inexpensive for travelers. And during the holiday season, we have an annual parking promotion in our long-term parking lot. And this year, long-term parking will only be $4 a day for select days. So starting November 21st through the 27th, so over the Thanksgiving holiday, and then again, December 21st through January 2nd of next year, that will also be $4 a day in long term. And you don't need the coupon. You just need to make sure you pull your ticket during that promotional period. And you'll save a ton of money on parking, which obviously during the holiday season, it's great to save some funds. And we're just excited to be able to offer this promotion again. And ultimately, it's our way to say thank you to those who are choosing to fly COS for their holiday travel. I'm I'm curious, has uh, over the holiday season, has parking ever filled up to the point where you have to turn people away? Absolutely not. So of course, we have had our lots reach capacity, but we also have measurements in place to allow for that overflow of capacity. So we do have an overflow lot that we have utilized just a few times over the holiday season last year. So we we have not had to turn anyone away and we do have measurements in place to ensure that we do have parking for everyone even if our short and long-term lots do reach their capacity mm. and now that i'm thinking of it i have passed that lot so when you're talking about catching a shuttle from that <laughs> lot or the long-term lot you're just looking at a difference of between five minutes for the long-term lot and maybe eight minutes for the other lot right Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not long. regardless, it's still a short ride um, or a short walk, depending on where you park. So we again, that's part of the Colorado Small Airport promise is we want to make sure you have sh small walks and small waits and, you know, not wanting to be traveling, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to get to the airport terminal. It's just a few steps away or a a couple minute shuttle right away. Dana, you mentioned uh, a bit about um, some new for the season flights. Uh, do you have anything more that's coming up just for the holiday season? 
Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, Southwest is offering some seasonal service. That seasonal nonstop service will be on select November, December, and January dates. So really during those peak holiday travel days. And they'll be offering nonstop service to Houston Hobby, San Diego, and San Antonio. So they did the Houston Hobby and San Antonio seasonal flights last year. So we were excited to see those being brought back. But San Diego is a new destination that they have not served out of COS before. So we were equally excited to see that new destination be served and opening up California more to those flying COS. Yeah, a lot of people uh, like to go, especially uh, at the holiday time, go somewhere where it's warm. And uh, definitely uh, Houston and San Antonio and San Diego all qualify. Again, if you'd like more information, do visit the website flycos.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about all the development you see going on around Colorado Springs Airport. That, when the extra continues, you're listening to KRDO News Radio. We're back with The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And our guest today is Dana Shield from the Colorado Springs Airport, talking about uh, important changes that are going on at the airport. And also, when you talk about that, you need to talk about the surrounding area. There certainly has been a lot of development. You can't help but notice all the construction going on uh, as you're driving to the airport, picking someone up or maybe going for a trip of your own. So, Dana, what's going on with Peak Innovation Park that people need to know about? For those who don't know, Peak Innovation Park is a business park um, that's on airport property, and it's a pretty large business park that has started to really develop in the last few years. And right now there is a lot of ongoing construction um, that is exciting, and that will lead to more development and growth one of which being the one of two hotels that are going to be on the property. The first residence inn is under construction now, and you see that when you turn on Milton E. Proby and head towards the terminal, it's right on that right-hand side, and that is scheduled to open in 2024. So that is a really exciting development within the business park that we're looking forward to and that I think will really help those who travel COS, especially those who drive you know, maybe from the south or out from the east to be able to stay at the hotel prior to their departure from Seahawks or those business travelers who need to be close to the airport. So we're excited to see that hotel go into place. And a couple of the existing businesses like Aerospace have expanded within the property. And there are, of course, some infrastructure developments that are occurring now. Obviously, with the growth, you need to ensure that the area is supportive of all that growth and There's been utility and road extensions, and in the future, there will be an intersection improvement project within Peak Innovation Parkway and South Towers. So they're going to be adding a lighted intersection there, and that'll really help with the growth that is anticipated and the number of vehicles that are anticipated to travel through Peak Innovation Park. So there's a lot going on within the business park, and what's exciting about this project is Of course, it expands the businesses around the airport, but it, of course, is expanding the job growth and development in general in the southeast corridor of Colorado Springs. So we're happy to see that we're actively supporting and contributing to that growth because this area is becoming very well developed. And at one point, the 80916 zip code was named the hottest zip code for real estate in the country. 
So we're glad to be able to contribute to that and to help grow this Southeast Corridor that hasn't really seen a lot of growth in the last few years. Had there been a, a lot of buildup of demand for having a hotel development down there that, uh, I mean, there were, there certainly were lodging options down there. I'm not saying that, but uh, to have a brand new hotel there uh, within close proximity of the airport, had there been that demand? Absolutely. And within that hotel too, and the other hotel, we are hoping for a good amount of conference space. So those who do want to host any kind of conferences, whether they are local or from out of state, they do have that ability to host a conference that's close to the airport. So not only the hotel piece, but also the business-oriented piece of hosting events is a very high demand within the area. And just in general, building out Peak Innovation Park, we wanted to ensure that there were essentially any amenity that you might need. So in the future, we do have plans for retail spaces, things like gas stations, so convenient spaces, and restaurants, even like some recreational areas. So we're hoping to really build out Peak Innovation Park to where it has essentially any amenity that someone in the Southeast Corridor could need or someone utilizing the airport could need. Right. And there certainly are existing businesses. I don't think you can miss the Amazon warehouse there. It's uh, uh, sticking yeah. out as, as such a large building. Is that the largest building in the state? I think we, we were talking about that when it was under construction. I don't know if that's if it's got bragging rights to that. Well, it's pretty big. I can tell you that. (laughs) It's very large. And yes, Amazon does have multiple facilities within the business park as well. So they were one of those first developers within the park. So we're happy to see that they're thriving. And of course, they offer a ton of job growth and development within that area too. Right. So uh, what should people expect as they're driving through PIP? I mean, uh, is is construction, I mean, should people be watching out for construction trucks? And and if if they do, I mean, is that just, I, I guess, par for the course for the next uh, couple of years as we see that growth go out? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's exciting to see the construction happening within the park. And those who are traveling to and from the airport will really be able to see that park grow over time. So that hotel construction is right off of Milton and Proby. And every day when I drive into work, it's fun to see it develop even more. So I think as the park grows and as that construction grows, so will the need of what's in the park grow. So I'm excited for travelers to see that park grow and see that construction continue and continue to offer great things for our travelers in the community. Right, right. Because it, it's it's the travelers serving them. It's also the employee base serving them at mm-hmm. the airport and the employee base in the surrounding areas, too. I mean, all of those employees, uh, I'm sure, would appreciate having uh, easy to access uh, dining options, like you said, uh, gas stations that are you know right on premises. And, and eventually, it's all going to lead probably to even more housing growth out there, right? Absolutely. And we've already seen a lot of development around the airport as it is. So yes, I imagine that we'll continue to see as that growth continues, the growth in housing as well. 
Mm -hmm. But still, uh, as has been mentioned uh, very frequently, whenever we talk about Colorado Small Airport, very easy to get to from almost any point in the Pikes Peak region. I mean, you're looking at, you know, maybe 20, 25 minutes uh, drive from some of the farthest points in El Paso County. So very easy to get to. And uh, I I would argue vastly easier than uh, trying to make your way up through I-20. 25 through the gap and then 225 out to the airport <laughs> or else paying for that uh, you know expressway the the commuter way that goes around uh let's uh take a break right here dana shield when we come back we're going to be talking about modernization if there are some aspects that have struck you of the colorado springs airport as being maybe a little stuck in the past we'll tell you what they are planning to do to change that that and more coming your way keep on listening here on krdo news radio Welcome back to The Extra, the show connecting you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Dana Shield, our guest, sharing what's going on with Colorado Springs Small Airport. Colorado Springs Airport, <laughs> COS. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I messed that up. It's Colorado Small Airport. There we go. If it were just Colorado <laughs> Springs, that would be probably uh, something different entirely. Um, Dana, I was uh, going through the airport not so long ago. I want to say just a couple weeks ago. And I noticed something new at the end of the concourse uh, heading there for a Southwest flight uh, that I hadn't noticed before. Kind of a standalone little eat drink kiosk and it seemed very modern and that sounds like it's a taste of things to come with the Colorado Springs Airport. Absolutely so we're excited that we have a really huge renovation going on beginning next year for our concourse. So those who have traveled to COS in the last few years have seen that modernization occur on that public side so the first and second floors before security We did all kinds of improvements, putting in new flooring, raising the ceilings, LED lighting, so it's much brighter, feels a lot bigger, and that's going to occur post-security on the concourse starting next year. So we're excited to be able to offer a new and improved concourse for our travelers. Of course, this is a really big undertaking for a project, and it is a very impactful project when it comes to operations. So from the airport standpoint and with all of our construction partners, we are going to ensure that it's as smooth as possible for travelers. But what's to come after the construction is really exciting. And like you said, it's going to be more modern, cleaner, and just feel a lot better than it does now. Yeah, it felt very... um a light. That's what I, and it, it actually was very relaxing uh, to be hanging out in such a space. And, you know, one thing I've also noticed is that it's much easier to find an outlet for your phones too, to charge them up <laughs> before you head out on the flight. Uh, how busy is 2023 going to be for travelers from the traveler's perspective uh, when it comes to traveling through COS? So based on 2021 traffic and what we have projected through 2022, 2023 seems to be on par, which if you go back through prior to COVID into 2019, we are averaging between 20 and 30% more traffic within 21 and 22 and what's projected for 23 in comparison to 2019. So those who haven't traveled prior to the pandemic, really should recognize the airport's a very different place now and it will become a different place as our air service continues to grow. 
especially with the service that we are anticipating in 23. Like we talked about earlier, Sun Country Airlines will be serving nonstop to Minneapolis. And then earlier this year, we announced that Delta Airlines will be returning with their Atlanta nonstop flight during the same month, so in June of next year. So those are two new services that we anticipate for 23, which of course will contribute to traffic. And of course, we're hoping for more service as well. Mm. So really 23 is going to continue to, to pro- or we're projected for 2023 to really continue that traffic trend we've seen since 2021. Yeah, and it, it probably will help to take the pressure off of DIA because DIA can sometimes get so congested. So, I mean, from the traveler's perspective, it's a lot easier <laughs> if you can make, uh, even if it's a, a transfer in a different city other than Denver, like a lot of people can go mm-hmm. through Houston uh, or through, you know, other cities to transfer now. And that will uh, open up a lot of possibilities, too. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, Houston is a really big hub for connections and Atlanta will serve as a large hub for that as well. It's one of the largest airports in the country. And essentially, you can go almost anywhere domestically or internationally through Atlanta. So we're excited that travelers will be able to access, you know, more more destinations across the country and even outside of the country. Mm. Well, we want to pass along to our listeners. If you want to find out more, just visit flycos.com. And is that also a place where people can go to find out if there are any, uh, for instance, delays or weather issues that they should be aware of, Dana? Absolutely. We do have a flight status. Um, tracking system within our website, but I also suggest any travelers to check directly with their airlines because the airlines are who notify us of any delays or cancellations. So first source, primary source should be your airline. But yes, we do offer all the resources you need as well on our website. All right. In our final minute here, minute or so, uh, Dana, what would you like uh, the main takeaway to be from this hour-long conversation that we've just been having here on The Extra about uh, the Colorado Springs Airport? I think the overall theme right now is growth. We've seen growth within our business park, and we're seeing growth within, within air service, which in turn, of course, will benefit our community in multiple ways. So just always, like you always say, look before you book, keep COS in mind, and the airport has changed a lot over time. So any preconceived notions you might have with connections or fares really have shifted a lot since before you may have traveled. So just look before you book and always keep COS in mind when you're booking travel. Mm, uh, Great messages there. And Dana, I bet uh, everyone who works uh, and travels through uh, Colorado Springs Airport has to be somewhat uh, grateful that we're past the point of mandatory mask wearing and, you know, having to police travelers on that aspect, uh, because it really was a a bit of a drag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely saw an impact with the airlines and with passengers to that effect. Um, But we are happy to see that, you know, COVID has definitely changed over time and is not impacting travel, not only with the mask mandate, but in multiple other ways, i.e. things like, you know, not being able to access certain destinations. So we're happy to see that over time things have improved. Yeah. Although I have to admit, I am as worried about flu just because I don't want to be missing out on any vacation days. So uh, I probably will if I travel on any flight. I'll, I'll probably be masking up just to keep myself from getting sick. It seems only sensible yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Dana Shield with the Colorado Springs Airport. Uh, messages of growth at the airport 
support. So make sure you pack your patients along when you're heading out on those holiday trips. Give yourself extra time. Take advantage of their parking uh, promotions that are out there that make it so easy and accessible to fly through Colorado Springs Airport. Dana, thanks again for joining us for this hour of conversation. Thanks, Anna. And you've been listening to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We thank you for being a part of it. Tom Martino is up next. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.